I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. On today's podcast, comedian Dave Anthony reaches out from the other side of the world to let me know everything is a struggle and why are we bothering. My name is Justin Hamilton, and I'm about to shoot myself into the sun as soon as I'm finished here at Big Squid. Before we bring comedian Dave Anthony in, I just wanted to give a big thank you to all of the people who joined in our third remote viewing party on Saturday night. Uh, We ended up watching the Christopher Reeve Superman movie and I had a really great time. It was a lot of fun and everyone was uh, in fine form and and what a great movie to uh, get back into. As I kept saying in that podcast, oh, Christopher Reeve (laughs) just makes me so sad. He's so wonderful. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll have one this week with most states coming out of lockdown. And New South Wales is about to implement a friend bubble, which sounds a lot ruder than it's probably intended. Uh, So I figure it might be a good opportunity for people to get out of the house and have some fun. I'll wait and see how things are going during the week. Like I'm not saying it definitely won't happen, but... uh, I'll just kind of test the temperature and see where people are at. And what I'll do is I'll confirm on Thursday's podcast if we're going to have another one this Saturday. But at the very least, we'll definitely have more in the future. But uh, yeah, I think with people being cooped up for a while, I think they might like to get out. So we'll keep it on the back burner. But anyway, I'll give you a, a definitive response on Thursday's podcast. Uh, Also, if you were listening to the last one, I said I was going to have Angela Foipierre on this episode, and I still have Garth Jones' latest Past the Amel segment, which is all about Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, But what happened was, I recorded this interview with Dave 
this morning and the plan was to have this in a couple of weeks and it just kind of felt pertinent to what's going on in the world at the moment and so I moved it up. I moved it up so you can hear this one now. It relates to stuff that happened over the weekend. It's a lot of fun. If you are a fan of a certain director, (laughs) there will be a point where we'll say, maybe you shouldn't listen to this bit. And when you hear who that director is, and if you are a fan, I would suggest maybe you don't listen. And if you want to hear the rest of the podcast, maybe maybe fast forward by five to seven minutes. It's just a bit of a bummer of a thing to find out. But if you hear that name and it doesn't bother you, or you can hear something bad about someone even though you like their work, then you can listen. But we do give you plenty of warning, okay? Now, I'm sure you're aware that uh, Dave works with Garth Reynolds to produce the brilliant podcast, The Dollop, and they're meant to be touring Australia in a couple of months. So hopefully we'll get this outbreak under control and we'll be able to see them soon because I want to see my friends. All right? Come on, Delta Strain. Stop being an arsehole. This is a really good meaty chat that covers a lot of ground. So without further ado, let's bring in Dave. Before we started recording, you made a statement to me off the back of uh, me saying that the internet was a bit slow here and I was talking about our third world internet and you were convinced that we are not a first world country and I immediately thought, are we are we like second world but we just have beaches? I mean, look, there's a lot of really great third world beach countries right. in the world. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, look, America is... I, I don't think we're a first world country anymore at, at all, if we were, but COVID certainly ended it. I don't know where you guys stand. You guys are an odd little mix, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, the problem with COVID, which you guys just learned this week, is it isn't a virus. Um, in essence, it's not a virus. It is a, a tool of the stupid. And you, they don't tell you in history. Well, number one, I would say, for the most part, people who are wealthy are born into it. But then there's also smart people who figure shit out. You know, you can, you know, you listen to the adult. There's a lot of people who have smart ideas and get rich quick schemes and they know how to work that shit. Yeah. And they can avoid, you can, if you're, if you're rich and you're smart or if you're just rich, you can avoid this thing. You can just stay away from it and then you just have really fucking dumb people and they are they're confounding because you've always known there were done dumb people but when something like covid comes it rattles you to your core just how stupid they actually are yeah and how many of them there are <laughs> because to have faith in the human race, you have to think like, well, we're all kind of trudging along. And for the most part, we're all pretty smart and we're going to a place. And then you and then you realize, number one, you realize how many people don't read at all, at all, at all. And that's people that I know that I consider that I consider friends and uh, I consider smart. They just don't fucking read. And then. And then you get the people who don't read because they're partying or whatever or riding around on their jet skis. 
and then you get the people who do read and they just read the wrong stuff because, <laughs> because they're like, no, Facebook's the same as a science paper. And you're like, it's not actually it's there's science papers are peer reviewed. And that's your grandmother wrote that because she heard something at the store. Yeah. And 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 you have you have a uh, we have a really a really dumb person problem in the world. And it's not like America is worse off with the dumb people problem because we have. I think had a far worse education than you guys have had, but man, to watch those people walking through the streets of Brisbane and Sydney. And you're just like, how can you watch what has happened around the fucking world? And I get there's economic issues, obviously, Mm. you know, governments don't take care of their people, whatever else. But how can you fucking watch what is I mean, America burned down to the fucking ground like just there, there are probably a million dead is what they say. The 600,000 is, is way off. There's probably a million fucking dead people in America. And then on top of that, there's probably 20 million more whose lives are fucked up. Yeah. Fucked up. And you fucking idiots. In the one country that, you know, you guys, you had it down and then it started to waver, right? Yep. Your, your country, your leaders decided not to do the prudent thing, which is like treat it like it's spread through an aerosol, which we all know it is. Yeah. Vaccinate any anybody that comes back in your country should have to be vaccinated. Australian, yeah. foreign, whatever the fuck they are. No one should step foot on fucking Australian soil until they've got a vaccine. Set up vaccines at all your fucking embassies. Every goddamn embassy in the world turn into a little vaccine clinic and fucking get all your Australians vaccinated and they can come back. And then if you want to have foreigners come, make sure they're all fucking it's not fucking rocket science. Yeah. And then the result is it it breaks out because the stupid people didn't do something. And now it broke out. And now the dumber people are like, let's go in the streets. I don't want to be locked down. And you're like, you fucking did this all. This is all you. That's exactly what happened with us. It's all fucking idiots spreading the goddamn virus. And you have to sit in your fucking house because idiots spread it. And then idiots are spreading it more. And then more idiots are spreading it more. And they're yelling about it being spread. And then it's not real because they're fucking idiots. It just is this. You're watching this idiot fucking hamster wheel. You can't believe. And I feel like you guys are just at the beginning of how dumb it is. I think it like I don't think you're going to be able to get it under control now. You might. But based on what we know about Delta. Oh, fuck. It's a shit show. Just watching that, knowing everything all these countries have gone through. Fucking Italy. <laughs> just meltdown. Spain. The UK. And, and these dumb assholes are fucking screaming because they can't go out and get a fucking kebab somewhere. Fuck off. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Learn how to cook some goddamn food. Pick up a fucking book. Spend some time. Spend a few days reading a nice book. You cunts. Ah, you know, you have just pretty much articulated what everything that I felt on Saturday as I watched people streaming past my balcony into the city. But I went the opposite route where I just shut down and I had nothing left to do. And I just had to lay on the lounge. I couldn't listen to music. I couldn't read. I just laid there for a solid hour and a half thinking, what's the point? What the fuck is the point of anything when this is happening? You know, there were people in Melbourne marching saying we want our freedom and their lockdown was finishing in three days. It's like three days. Fucking calm down, guys. Like, I know you've been through a bit, but slow down there. And it's the thing that drives me insane is what you were saying, which is, 
have you looked overseas? Yeah. Have you been watching the news? Have you have you read anything online? Like, and the answer is no. No, no, they haven't. And and then you know i I went to a I went to a small town when COVID broke out after two months. I went to a small town. That's where I stayed for six months, and there was no COVID there. It was very freeing, you know. But the, and but then it was a tourist town also. So, you know, there's a lot of people who, that work there that, that didn't have money. And they're like, we need to op- we need to go. Op- we need to get all the tourists coming back. And I was just like, yeah, but a lot of people die then. Like you're, you're literally saying, like, what if 10 percent of us get wiped out by either permanent disability or dying? And then we'll all have jobs and stuff instead of going like, hey, government, fucking take care of us. But yeah. they, but at the end of the day, you would talk to them and they would be like. You can just lay out in the sun and it'll go away. Take some vitamins like they're yeah. all fucking idiots. And then you go, well, you're an idiot. Like I'm talking to you about a deadly virus that can really hurt people, particularly old people, particularly people with uh, bad immune systems or an uh, immunity disease or whatever. And uh, people are overweight. People have diabetes, you know, people who we need to be on the lookout for. And you don't fucking care about them. You do not care. They don't care. That's why it always comes back to these people are fucking fascists because they don't care about other people's lives. Yeah. All those people marching through the street on Sunday, they were, they're the same people that have been around for hundreds of years and they will pick up a gun and fucking kill somebody else because they just don't care about yeah. anybody else but themselves. And it's a real problem with humanity. And it always has been. I'm trying to think of the famous quote by um, God damn. While you're thinking of that, we had some people punching police horses. Like, what the fuck is happening? Is this becoming blazing saddles? Like, what's going on down here? I mean, that's the thing is, so these guys get out there and they're like incels and they're right wing, you know, proud boy types. And and that's what that's who they are. Like, I'm going to show how tough I am. I'm going to punch a goddamn horse. Like, they're just idiots. (laughs) They're they're just dumb like you're punching a fucking animal that the animal just wants to be on the field. The animal's like, what the fuck is all this shit? Why am yeah. I? I don't want to. Why am I under a cop? Like, there's no horses. Like, this is fucking great, man. This is what I want. The horse like rides past fields and he's like, look at that. Look at that fucking field out there. I could totally live there. It's just and then a guy's punching it. It's just the craziest. People are so dumb. And if if you, and hopefully it doesn't, I'm really hopeful. I really hope that it doesn't come to what it can come to in Australia. Um, but you will get so mad at dumb people. The conversations that we have now are really diabolical because after over a year, you're like, well, just let it go through them. Just let it burn through their fucking town. Let it burn through all of them. I don't, I can't take anymore. They're literally a year and a half. I've been living like this because they cannot be adults. And they're just fucking killing people left and right. So let it burn through them. But it doesn't because there's poor people who can't yeah. still can't take the time to go get the shot. Right. There's a guy who works at a fucking store and he can't. His boss isn't giving him a day off to go go, go get the shot. Like, it's just it's intolerable. I, I wish that there was a way we could figure out to just infect. The, yeah. The dumb people. Yeah. The Trumpers, yeah. you know. Yeah, the uh, it's fascinating. Uh, I I didn't realize uh, only until recently the uh, the pushback against vaccination with oh. the African American people, and uh, and that was due to the history of how they've been treated in the past. And I wonder, like, how's that something that you overcome? How do you push back against history and sort of say, no, 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 this time it's good. <laughs> Like trust us this time. Like I know you couldn't trust us heaps of other times, but this time, 
Like we're on the. I I was at uh, my one of my son's baseball practices, and on the um, uh, 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 the parents on the team. There's one is an ex New York PD cop, and another one is a black actor in Los Angeles, and um, we were talking about the vaccine, and the cop's son just turned. 12 and i was like yeah go, so go get the vaccine and he goes yeah and i go no yeah i go it's it's spreading amongst kids like crazy right now because of delta go get the fucking vaccine yeah and he goes i mean we're all vaccinated the parents right and the and the black guy goes no and they go why, why are you vaccinated he goes because i'm black and the cop goes what are you talking about and he goes because they tested shit on us and did experiments on us and yeah, that was a while ago. It wasn't a while ago. It was under Obama in fucking South Carolina. It's recent. They've been doing medical experiments on black people for fucking ever. And he's like, oh, come on, man. And I was like, no, he's right. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're if you're if you're a black person in America and they tell you to get a vaccine, then you really got to go. OK, well, I'm going to talk to some other black people. Yeah. I'm not going to take it from fucking Biden or anybody else. I'm going to I'm going to listen. And so, you know, they they have to do their own research and they have to. To listen to their own experts um, that will, you know, reassure them. But they have an absolute justifiable reason for not wanting to get it. And they should and they should they should wait until a bunch of white people are vaccinated to see how it works on all of us and then go get it. You know, and even then, there, there's probably tons of black people out there who are going, yeah, but they'll set they'll send the, yeah. the weird shitty stuff to our neighborhood, which is yeah, totally. That's America. Why wouldn't you think that? I mean, yeah, it's totally fucked up. It's a nice little part of the equation. It's just yeah. shit. it's all a shit show. Yeah, but uh, mostly mostly black people are not getting. From what I read, mostly they're not getting vaccinated in America. Um, because it's hard. It's hard to, to it's harder for them to come by than it is. All the rich white neighborhoods are fully vaccinated. Yeah, like my town is like seventy nine percent. The town next to mine is one of the richest in Los Angeles, and it's eighty eight percent. Right. And they're mostly and they're mostly Republican, but they're all vaccinated. And they were they've been vaccinated for a long time. As soon as it came out, they were like, whoop, eighty percent. Yeah, well, I've seen the uh, the the turnaround in the narrative with the Republican Party, where not uh, only is it in vogue, but they're now saying, "Thank goodness Donald Trump brought this in." Mm-hmm. And it's like. Once again, because people don't read and they don't pay attention, it's like if you've paid any attention, you know that's an outright lie. You know that's just yeah. a, a complete fabrication. But because people aren't paying attention, people say, oh, yeah, no, he must have. They Yeah, they do. And the, the what the Republicans have done is so – I mean, you know, they're always grotesque, but um, they uh, – so they were – I mean, they've been saying it's not, it's not real and all that stuff and saying – don't get vaccinated. You know, Fox News is just all don't get vaccinated. Don't get vaccinated. And it became pretty obvious they were doing that because they wanted COVID to keep spreading until the next election. It was an election. Pl- it's an election play. Uh, just keep saying, oh, he didn't do anything about it. It's still bad. But right. then it's but then they started realizing, oh, it's only killing us. Like it's the stories coming out are like it's burning through Republican states. Right. And Republicans are going in to the hospital and they can't breathe and they ask the doctor for a vaccine and the doctor goes, no, I, it's too late. And they go, I didn't think it was real. And they're like, well, OK, so now you're going to die. And then they die. And then all their family members go, oh, we didn't think it was real. And they go get vaccinated. 
so but it's killing it's just killing republicans right now i mean it's literally a it's 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 a partisan virus at this point that's what they've made it and so it's just killing them and so as it burns through those places the republicans are going oh no we're going to lose elections because everybody's dying right. that's what they're worried about now that's why it switched and that's why like it's trump's but it's trump's vaccine uh-huh it, they're so god there they just don't care about human lives yeah. Cool. Well, it was the from uh, afar that you may, you know being there you may have known this uh, like as a it might have been more obvious but it was around the 2008 2009 election when everything was so bad economically and the democrats finally got back in and it was quite shocking to see that there was no desire for the country to actually unite to get back on track. It yeah. really was like the Democrats played it poorly, believing that was something that was going to happen because the Republicans didn't care about that. They just want to be in power. Yeah, they're they're and it's still the same thing. They the Democrats will never change. Well, they don't they don't want to. I mean, they're they're the Democrats are happy being in power or not in power because either way they make money. You know, people donate if they're not in power, people donate tons of money to them and they, right. you know, and all their consultants make money. And it's just so, you know, Obama wasn't a very good president um, because his response to the crisis was so really hideous. You know, he, he let the banks just take people's homes and stuff instead of, you know, punishing the banks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the people that did it. it's like if you let the mafia just. The mafia did something wrong and they just they just conned a bunch of people. All right, well, let's give the mafia money. And then they uh, they keep that. You are like, OK, well, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't they didn't do a good job. And that's why Trump came. I mean, that's really the main reason is because the Democrats wanted to be bipartisan or whatever you call it back then. And nobody else wanted to play ball. It's just yeah. like it's, at some point you got to realize they've been doing this since. I was a kid, like figure it out. It's been 40 years now. At some point you can, you know, figure it out. Yeah. Sort it out. The, uh, <laughs> how's, how's, um, how's Biden going? Because what, to me, it suggests that he's at the very least not making as many mistakes, <laughs> which seems like a win at this point. And the only reason I ask that is because I just don't see that much news about him. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Whereas, you know, I stopped following heaps of things online and in the news yeah. and Trump was just all pervasive and all of the yeah. shit cans decisions. But Biden, you know, he'll pop up in a John Oliver bit for a second or whatever. Uh -huh. But I don't really hear that much about him in the last few months. He's everything we don't need at this moment. Great. <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, I mean if you besides a Republican, he's the worst case scenario, basically. Right. Um you know, we have we have a really, really bad problem here. I assume rents the I know rents have been bad in Australia for a while, but here it's like crazy. Like if you make minimum wage, you can't afford rent. Right. That's it's just not in any state in America, not in any city in America. If you make minimum wage, you can't afford rent. So that means you can't afford food or right. a dentist or to go to the hospital or a car. So they're not raising the minimum wage. Um, 
So that's that's already right there catastrophic. You have all these student loans. You guys don't have student loans, but this is an exciting part of America. Um, so if you want to go to school and you don't have the money, you have to pay for it. And um, when I went into school in the early 90s, it was uh, $393 a quarter. Right. And, and when I got out, it was 900 dollars a quarter and now it's fifteen thousand dollars a quarter right wow so and they just raised it four percent three days ago they're like what about more and um so all these kids go in and they take out student loans and then they get out and they said they're a hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars in debt and they get out and they can't there's no jobs because everything's just clogged up by the boomers the boomers the whole system is just fucked and there's no jobs opening up. The only jobs that are available to most of these people are like fucking Starbucks and shit. And now they have to pay off their student loans. Well, they can't pay off their student loans because they're working at Starbucks. Yeah. And even the ones who do pay all the student loans, they've been paying off for 10 years and they owe more than when they start paying off the loan. So it's just, it's a giant, it's, it's like our, our student loan system is a loan shark. You know, they would have been better off going to the mob and getting money the way this thing is being run. And the government can cancel it because the uh, 80, 88 percent of it, the government can just so all all student loans are gone. And and the economics of that is <clears throat> economists have said, if you cancel all the student loans, the economy will take off because people have money to spend again. Right, right. now, it's just going to the banks um, and he's not going to he's saying he's not going to cancel student loan or if he does, it'll be like 10,000. But these people are again. Hundreds, hundreds of thousands of debt, and many of them are single mothers, and the majority of them are are uh, women who aren't married, and you know that's just the old story. Yeah, the but if it's good for the economy, like why, do, why, don't why you not do it? do it? Yeah, because he's because he's beholden to the banks. I mean, when you picked Joe Biden, you picked a guy from the most corrupt state in the country, which is Delaware, which is where all of our corporations incorporate because of the rules or lacks. He was once known as the uh, the credit card senator because that's where all the credit cards are. Um, he's 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 incredibly corrupt. He just takes money from everybody. I mean, that's why he's pro fracking. Right. Which is another thing we'll get to. But um, so he's not they're They're not taking care of the student loans. So. They're going to lose so many voters if they don't do anything about the student loan. I mean, they're, they're going to lose the election on that, that alone, because people are just going to be like, why should I vote for any of you? You're literally just destroying my life. Yeah. So there's that. Then there's the climate change thing in which they're just pussyfooting around while I mean, I went I went and saw my aunt and uncle who are they live in the middle of California. And, you know, there's smoke everywhere. And and they're they're older. He's 81 and she's in their 60s and they're just like the fucking democrats suck like lifelong democrats lifelong democrats are not just like what in the fuck and then you have you know you have this one guy from coal country mansion who is a senator who can just say no and then that's it you can't do anything but that guy always exists for the democrats that guy's always been there all my life whenever the democrats get control they go there's one guy that goes nope and then everyone goes no we couldn't do anything and it's such an obvious game you know yeah you could put so much pressure on that guy if you wanted to but they don't so nothing's going to happen with um any climate change stuff so and and i mean like and there's not going to be the democrats have the majority in the house the senate they have the presidency 
we're not going to get Medicare for all. That's just not happening there right now. There is um, an election in Ohio for a house seat. And the woman running was like Bernie Sanders, right hand woman for a couple of years. She's really great. And all the Democrats are coming out to try to defeat her. All the power, every every goddamn big company, every every part of the Democratic Party are just rushing in to try to, to ruin her. They're going to lose. They're going to lose the next election. They're just going to, it's exactly what I thought would happen when Biden got elected and it's happening. It's like, if it wasn't so obvious when they got elected, it wouldn't just be like, I just watch it. And I'm just like, yeah, I know. And I, I know this is what's going to happen. It's what yeah. happened with Obama. It's happening again with Biden. They want it, you know, they know they wanted to blame Biden. I mean, Trump on just racism and, and I don't know but not economic stuff. And it's just, people just want to be taken care of, man. Like it's not, this isn't fucking rocket science. Yeah. And, and if anything, it's gone, it's gone the other way. They, they've given out a lot of money to like help people temporarily through the um, crisis, but it's nothing permanent. You know, it's not like rent. It's not like helping people stay in apartments. It's not, um, it's not raising the minimum wage. It's not the things that are systematic that then your life changes forever. It's more like yeah. here's some money for a few months and then that's going to end and then you'll just be fucked again. And sorry. Yeah. But, you know, and you've got a new flat TV, you know. You got a new flat TV. That's all that yeah. matters. So we're, I don't know, we're looking at a real, uh, I don't know what they're going to do coming up because they, you know, they gave everybody a bunch of money. And they didn't change anything systematically, and that that kind of is going to wrap up soon, and then they're going to be like, "Whoops, yeah." Now what? I don't know. Is there anyone in the Democratic Party that you would like to see as the leader, or is there? Does that person just not exist anymore because politics is such a such a different type of game? It's really interesting. You know, you see little you see little clues, and people give away who they are. Um, for Obama, for me, it was. Before he was elected, he was a senator, and um, they found out that all of the telecom companies were collecting data on everybody and keeping it, you know, for whatever terrorism reasons or whatever reason they had. And, um, you know, the media found out I became a big story, and everyone's like, what the fuck we can do about this? We're going to let it happen. Are we going to punish them? And they're like, well, they're doing it for the government. And we're like, well, is the, is the, are the spy people really the government? It doesn't seem like they're the government. And that went back and forth for a while. And then they had a vote to give them retroactive immunity for doing something that's blatantly illegal right. and against the Constitution. And Obama flew back from his campaign trail to vote to give them retro, retroactive immunity. And I immediately went, this guy's just terrible. Right. And the squad, who is the kind of the people that everyone is putting their hopes on, when they had the big January 6th, uh, whatever you want to call it, idiot rush of the Capitol. Yeah, the, the cosplay, Capitol, the militant yeah, cosplay. <laughs> the militant cosplay. And, they, and so the, you know, there's plenty, of, there's, we have enough security. It just wasn't used properly. It's not about funding anything. It's just like, well, have people that actually do something. Um, cause we've seen they have security cause they bring it out when black people protest. Yeah. Um, so they put forth a bill that was like, let's beef up all the domestic 
security, fund it more. And sure enough, all the squad people either voted present or they voted for it. And now we have Capitol Police. Uh, we're going to have a Capitol Police station out here in L.A. Right. Going to get one in New York. Right. So they're just expanding the security apparatus. And you're like, OK, so who's what are you? What's the thing that you're not getting about who we are? Like, we actually yeah. don't want more. We there, we have plenty of cops here in America. We actually that's not the problem. Yeah. So that stuff happens and everyone just goes, Ugh, God, it's the same fucking shit. The people, you know, these people we thought were working for us are once again. Well, no, we just do this one thing and like it keeps being one thing. Yeah. And, and they keep pointing to it as well. Well, we did that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck, man. What more do you want? We did that. That's right. We're we on your side. Thing. Yeah. The Obama it's... stuff is, uh, you know, you and I have talked, you know, without mics about this and it is one of those <laughs> things from afar where it's like i don't want to buy into anything that you're saying regardless of how logical and fair and precise you are <laughs> it's, it's it's the same way you talk to me about the nba i just stick my fingers in my ear and go, la, 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 la. no 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 this is all good this is all on the up and up <laughs> we uh you, here's um i had a story for you that i nearly I actually nearly got in touch with you uh, to tell you, and then I thought, no, I want to, I want to see your face when I tell you this story. Oh, this no. is actually a positive story of, oh. um, you know, if you ever came to live in Australia, something that we do have that is in our favour, which was, uh, it's been pretty cold here in Sydney, and uh, they're a bit rainy, and a couple of weeks ago it all cleared up. So I, I thought I'll go for a run. So I put on some tracksuit pants, put on a hat, put on a. A uh, red hoodie, put the hoodie over my head, uh, head, had some headphones on and was walking down to the parklands. And as I was walking along, I saw the lights turn green. And I thought if I run now, I can get those lights. So I started to run and then I heard some voices, didn't really think anything more of it. Then the voices got louder and then suddenly I was surrounded by four cops who were yelling at me <laughs> and I took my hoodie off and looked at them and they all started laughing and I took my headphones out and what had happened was there'd been down in the parklands, there'd been a complaint about some guy in his 60s in a red hoodie who had been doing <laughs> something that he shouldn't have been doing and they were try on the lookout and as I'm walking along, they've seen me with the red hoodie on and they've called out yeah. to me and just at that moment I've started running <laughs> so anyway they've seen the headphones they've started laughing it's been like oh yeah no worries mate hey can we just see your ID so I show them the ID everything's fine and then uh, two things hit me like a couple of minutes after walking away I was like fuck if I was in the States I was 30 yeah. seconds away from being a vigil do you know what yeah, I mean? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You could have easily been shot right there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and then the, yeah. the and then it was a few minutes later. I thought they fucking mistook me for sixty. Like that is. <laughs> I wish I was in America because if I'd been shot, I wouldn't have to live with the fact that's how I run. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that is the tragedy of that story. <laughs> but yeah, like it's... it was a genuine moment of going. Fuck anywhere else in the world, like I, I'm, I've got back issues from where the guy's knee's gone through my spine, or I'm, I've got an irregular yeah. heartbeat after I've been tasered. You probably would have been tasered. That's what I imagine would have happened. Yeah. But uh, you know, who knows? Once you start running, it's just like, does the cop want to run or not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all, and all they have to do is go, no, he had a gun. And everyone goes, okay, he had a gun. And then they all, everyone moves on. Yeah. Unless there's a, unless there's video of it. Yeah. So that was, you know, that was a yeah. that was a tick for Australia. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty good. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm wrapped to be here. As I said, you were the first person I thought of, and I was like, I'm not going to waste this without being able to see your reaction before I tell him. 
But yeah, so here in Australia, we've got this thing like our prime minister doesn't really do anything. It's been left to the states and the states have, you know, look, the states have done things well and the states have made mistakes. You know, that is uh, the fact. But our prime minister doesn't do anything. He's he's. He does that great uh, thing of um, uh, have you heard the term dead cadding? No. Where so you know something's going on and then you know that you're meant to talk about it and essentially it's you throw a dead cat on the table so everyone's going fuck a dead cat and no oh. one talks about the issue that you're meant to be yeah. talking about. Yeah. And yeah, number uh, one, like number one, like who just killed the cat? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no one's there. Everyone's just going, Jesus. Um, and so he recently on our, you know, oh. like one of the biggest radio stations in Australia, there's this this story, this urban myth about him being at a specific McDonald's and accidentally shitting himself. And oh, and he really? Keeps, yeah, and he keeps bringing it up. Like he brought it up recently and he's brought it up a year what? ago. And how, how does he bring it up? Well, how does he? You know, it's obviously, uh, you know, let the hosts know I'm up for talking about this. So they say, uh, so we're going to have to talk about it. Oh, and he's like, oh, no, yeah, I just don't know what that story is. And it's, uh, so then, play, uh, then all the news headlines are, you know, Scott Morrison or ScoMo, as he's known. ScoMo hits back at shitting himself stories. The headlines aren't that funny, but pretty yeah. much that. And in the meantime, wow. no one's really paying attention to the fact that he's not doing anything. You know, we have <laughs> compulsory vote, voting here. Why don't yeah. we just have a day of compulsory vaccinations like set it up light voting it's for the weekend you all go down like i've had my first uh pfizer and uh, okay you got pfizer yeah 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 uh it's getting getting the certain vaccine is like in the 90s getting a certain pair of sneakers oh what have you got (laughs) pfizer uh astrazeneca yeah okay yeah yeah you know i'm pretty good with my pfizer over here yeah moderna uh moderna so yeah you're gonna feel weird like you can't jump as high but it's yeah yeah it's still it's still it's an underrated boot <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah i just don't know like just set it up where it's you know it's a weekend and open up all the places and i mean you guys obviously don't have enough right that's your issue you don't have enough of the vaccine or do they have and they're just not distributing them well it's you know like they didn't get enough of the Pfizer line no lots of people yeah. that are very paranoid about the AstraZeneca you know especially sure. older people and uh, you know and people who even if they don't uh, smoke now, you know, long-term smokers as well are very paranoid about... Uh, oh, I didn't know that, really. Is that Yeah, a, oh, yeah. So, you know, we just seem to be, I don't know, once again, it's that laissez-faire attitude of everything's been pretty good here and we haven't really properly yeah. paid attention. Then we also have this awful interstate bullshit rivalry, which is oh, one of the most tedious things in the world where everyone's I've, I've pushing... S- I've seen it. I've seen the coffee version of it. I don't like it. Yeah, right. It's just it's just weird because you just want to get everyone and shake them and say, you know, the lines between our states are imaginary. Like, this is a fucking <laughs> island. We're on this island together. This isn't good for anyone. If no. if anyone has this on this island, it's not good for all of us. So let's yeah. stop that bullshit and work together. Yeah, and then when they say they're locking down the borders, I always think, like, well, you're not. Because unless you have a chain of people across the the border, you're not locking down the border. That's not how yeah. borders work. Some dude's just on a motorcycle, and he just goes where he wants. Yeah. 
You know, Someone you can't just really did that. Borders. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Sid- I mean, from Sydney up to Queensland, he just. Oh, there you go. Oh, I've got and to did, get out of here. COVID. Did he? Did he have it? <laughs> yep. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. good. Well, I was worried he wouldn't. So that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> What's the point and, of that? You know, and, and and then people are also stuck in the past. So they're like, well, it's this and that. And it's like, no, Delta changed the equation on everything. It's yeah. a thousand times more contagious now. It's a different animal, and you got to deal with it. Uh, you know, I heard when I heard you guys were locking down, you know, that meant I, that meant the cases are going to go up before they go down because they'll yeah. affect everybody in their house. But hopefully, you know, the lockdown's long enough. I don't know. Once those people went outside, it wasn't so much them going outside. It was what did they do after they went outside? Where yeah. did they go? Did they get in cars together? What did they do then? Yeah, because it's not it's not. Look, they can probably spread it a little bit outside, but outside's pretty safe. But yeah. how did they get there? Where did they go afterwards? Did they go to someone's house and celebrate? Like, what did they do? That's where the problem lies. Yeah. Yeah, that is the problem. It's, uh, you know, people still think, um, are still wiping down surfaces and everything like it's living yeah. on. And it's like, it and no. I, I say to them constantly, no, no, no. But like, I understand we thought that to begin with, yeah. but subsequently it has been reiterated over and over again. But it's funny, these same people who, you know, will mingle with, 70 people around a cafe with not wearing their masks waiting to get a coffee will say oh i'm not going to the cinema like the cinema is scary and it's like no 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 the cinema is good because you can actually sit together and if you're wearing masks and no one's talking or looking at each other like that is actually a place that we can have community yeah it's much better in a cinema people sitting around talking is the worst possible i mean besides singing it's just terrible it's no it's uh, in america it's spread in restaurants churches and bars yeah and schools and schools they they act like it didn't spread in schools but it, it clearly did yeah so fracking the i don't want Ooh-hoo. you to forget uh, about talking about fracking you guys are uh that's another thing that's gonna be exciting for you your summer is going to be because it it kicked in this year, it it has kicked in like it never has before, and everyone's like, "Wait, what?" And you're like, "Yeah, this is what the, the science said was going to happen." Actually, even the scientists are like, "Wait, what?" Everyone's kind of freaking out. I don't think paying attention. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting when the scientists are a bit. Um... <laughs> no, 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 well, no. I didn't think. I didn't think now. I thought when I was dead. No, yeah. oh, it's now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it's a trip. Um, our news media doesn't cover it, so I really don't know what to say because when you bring it up to people, they look at you like they're what and you're like no it's fucking hell on earth out there and they're like what are you talking about it jeff bezos got more coverage the morning that he went into space than climate change did last year yeah <sighs> well so what are maybe, you gonna do <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe climate change needs to you know wave around some more phallic dildos uh, that's right to get maybe the attention to space yeah put on a put on a cowboy hat climate change wow yeah it's uh you know i don't even know what to say about it anymore i just i just stare at people and you know i i guess it's just gonna have to get to the point where it's terrible before everyone goes this oh we really actually need to change things and you're like yeah well, remember it, you didn't want to change things because you thought it'd be too big of a change well now you're gonna get that but worse well, it feels like isn't isn't it already terrible? Like it has to get terrible. It's really, la, 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 la. <laughs> it's really interesting how. I mean, that's one thing that COVID taught me is is how much people, a bunch of people, can live comfortably with terrible. 
and totally yeah. fine with it. They're just like, it's not happening. And just walk in. You're like, oh, my God, this is so crazy. Yeah. But so that's what's I, you know, that's I think the same thing will happen with climate change. It's just people just be a bunch of people. But 30 percent will be in total denial, even though their house is on fire. And, yeah. you know, uh, and just and then you have to deal with that as part of it. But I mean, essentially in America, everyone's on board for changing stuff, except our politics our politicians are all owned by corporations so oh well yeah it's like you know you have the sea on fire and because of um i don't know i kind of feel like special effects in movies have made us numb (laughs) to what happens in the real world and it's like you watch that and you're like going oh is this a new independence day movie oh no it's not it's really happening fuck that looks real like I would have thought that was in a movie and you're like you're not having the right conversation you should be in absolute fear of watching that I was surfing with a friend who's a liberal and super super democrat guy you know and uh, and I was like yeah and I we were just sitting on surfboards and I was like you know we're heading into some really dark shit now there's going to be food scarcity in in the 20s and then He's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you know, just read the science uh, stuff. <laughs> There's science reports. They talk about it like it's going to change. What? Oh, come on, man. Food scarcity. These are all your opinions. I'm like, they're in the fucking, they're in the IPCC. It's in the reports. They talk about this stuff. And 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 I really, I talked to him for like 20 minutes. And because I haven't had this conversation in a while where I, because I, I just don't talk to people about it because... <laughs> It's 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 pointless. Number one, they think you're crazy, even though you've read all the science. They think they just think you're nuts. And you're like, no, it's the actual science. But they really want to believe that someone's going to help them, that the Democratic Party is going to help them. They need they need to believe that this isn't totally fucked. But the only solution is for everyone to think it's totally fucked and stop what's happening with the politicians. But they they're just like, they'll fix it. And it's like, well, they're not fixing it. Yeah, they should have already fixed it. And it went on for 20 minutes. And finally, I just like, I don't want to talk about this anymore because I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm just telling you science facts. And it's 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 the most depressing conversation I have when it comes to climate change isn't talking to conservatives. It's talking to liberals who who are in a denial about the reality and, and want to have a belief in a party that is. It's just corrupt. Our entire government's corrupt. So they're not, you know, there's a reason Joe. Biden went out and said, fracking's great. We're not going to stop fracking. And you're like, okay, well, that's bad. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I, I don't know what, to, I don't know what to do about it anymore. I mean, I think the one thing you can do is get, get together with people who believe in it and talk amongst yourselves and that, you know, almost like a therapy sort of thing. And, you know, yeah, it's, you know, here that. with the labor party, I don't even really, you know, I'm a lifelong labor voter, but yeah. It's the same thing. It's it's all the same bullshit, you know. It's yeah. like once upon a time we had politicians who, you know, it's not it's not to say it's not to be nostalgic and look back and say those people didn't have their flaws and their issues, etc. Um, you know, government's always been a, a tricky prospect, but the fact is, is that at least at least those people were working in real jobs before they went and became yeah. politicians, and so at least yeah. there was. There was there was something real about it, but now it's it's just right. They're career politicians, or they're people who come from rich rich backgrounds. Are are um can, can 
Is it the same in in uh, Australia where they can just give heaps of money to a politician, corporations and stuff? Or no, that's there... that's no, we don't have that. Uh, okay, that so kind so of you're issue. a little bit saved there, but I do, I do watch and I and I still go like, how are they still walking this line that doesn't exist anymore? Like they they ever, they, they try to walk down the middle, and you're like, there's no middle there, man. It's yeah. It's, it's everything's gone to the right. So now you're on the right. You're walking down the it's the same path we went down. A lot of it is driven by Murdoch, you know, and his fucking yeah. just crazy bullshit. But at some point you have to. And I think what uh, your old PM did that recently. Right. He went out on a sort Kevin of war Rod. against Murdoch. But they, they're, that needs to be just massive. It needs to be a massive groundswell. Yeah. And it needs to be people throwing bricks through windows and stuff at News Corp and shit like that. Like it needs it it needs to get to a point where where they're like, oh oh okay, I have to hire security guards. Like it, it they need to be scared of because they're just fucking running roughshod and destroying people's lives. I mean, climate change you don't get to reverse it. You gotta yeah stop it at some point. And Murdoch's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't care um, at all. All right. What's 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 your happy place? Yeah, I know you're a baseball fan. Can you? I, I know there's. A, I don't know the player's name. A, it's a, a Japanese player who is doing something that's never been seen before for the Oakland A's. Is that right? Have, have I got that terribly wrong? I don't follow baseball. Have I just have I just been inadvertently massively racist? Shatani. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he's a Japanese baseball player plays for the angels, angels okay which is near me in anaheim yeah yeah he is yeah he's he's uh not since babe ruth who is one of the great all-time baseball players he is pitching amazing and he's hitting amazing and no one's done that in my life it's usually right. you're one of you're one or the other right so yeah everyone's really like wow this is crazy like see, this guy's. see with cricket you know you can you, it's not as uncommon to have someone who's a pretty good bowler and someone who's a pretty good batsman usually yeah. there's someone who excels in one or the other but uh, but this is a rarity and and i i realized it must have been something because baseball is not a sport i follow but i was hearing about this guy a lot and that's yeah. usually when something is extraordinary yes well they don't let them in america they don't let uh, pitchers hit so if you're a good pitcher they go okay just focus on that for now and don't focus on hitting so you'll when you're in high school so between 14 and 18 they usually make you choose one or the other right so, which is dumb to me i've always thought that was really stupid but that's what they do there's there's occasionally a guy will pop up like there was a guy in college baseball this year that hit like a game-winning home run and then pitched the next game that happens right. sometimes but it's pretty rare. Like, I hadn't really seen it that much. It happens sometimes. Usually they make them switch, which is, oh, I just think, so dumb. Because if you're good at baseball, you're usually just good at baseball all around. Yeah. You know? um, so it's more that they, in Japan, they were like, yeah, do it both. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, so he got to <laughs> he got to work on both. And he's clearly just a physical, like, specimen that's insane, you know? And he, uh, it's probably because he didn't come up through the, through the, American system at all that he's been able to you know bring yep. this ne- never would have if he if he came up in America I'm almost 100% positive he wouldn't be a hitter they would just have him and there are still good like there are in one league the pitchers hit and in the other league they don't so American league they don't and National League they do and in the National League every once in a while pitch will come up and he'll just hit hum runs and you're like yeah that guy could have been doing 
both sides, but they stopped him a long time ago. Right. How does it work in the uh, World Series then? When Because the, it's the, the best of both leagues playing against yeah. each other. Are some players, therefore, like designated hitters? Are they allowed to play yeah, in so, some games? Or Yeah, basically when you're in the American League ballpark, it's designated hitter. And then when you're in the National League ballpark, the pitcher has to hit. Right. And all the American League fans get really upset. And they're like, yeah, this is so stupid. And you're like, yeah, but it's a smarter version of the game. You're just dumb. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been to a baseball match, and it's always been something that I've wanted to go to. Uh, I I didn't understand ice hockey. I never saw the appeal of ice hockey. And then I went and saw it live, and I went... Oh, this is this is a yeah. sport that you have to be in the arena because it's so quick and everything's moving so fast. Yeah. So it's the best sport live. Ice hockey is the best live sport. Yeah. Not that great on TV, but it's is something about it it just doesn't kinda sit no. in a camera well. The the puck is too small and because the interchange is constantly happening. It's it's harder to be across it, but when you're yeah. in there and you just see three dudes skate off, and then suddenly it's like Tie Fighters coming back onto the rink, and it's like, whoa, yeah. what what just happened there? Yeah, and and also, I'm like, I don't remember how I used to watch back in the day, like in the '80s, I used to watch hockey all the time, and that was before high def. And now uh-huh. I I watched it high def, and I was like, how the fuck was I even playing? How did I know what was happening? Like, yeah, because now you can see the dot, and they have like a little circle around it to follow it, and you can yeah. you can see it better. But I can't even. I've watched old highlights, and I've been like, what is happening here? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> how did I watch this stupid sport? Yeah, I'm watching these uh, team of pixels seem to just <laughs> run up and uh, skate up and down. Um, and uh, finally, uh, I won't keep you much longer. But what's what's uh, the little fella into apart from he's still playing baseball? isn't he oh yeah we've had a tragic weekend um yeah he got back into baseball covid uh he started practicing baseball in november december and then started playing again in march yeah so there's different there's different like levels of baseball there's like the community baseball where everyone in the community can sign up and your kid goes out and plays and it's usually really bad like there's a bunch of kids that just can't do anything and and then out of that comes the best players, right? And then they put them together on a team usually. Yeah. And that team goes and plays other teams from other areas. And it's like the quality players. Well, we, because of politics, we had switched leagues and the, all the old, all the good the parents of the good kids in the old league didn't want these new carpet baggers rolling in and, and taking over their spot. So they iced us out of the tryouts. So, Oh. My son didn't get to try out, and my son was probably the best catcher in the league. So I was like, okay, well, that's a weird decision. But and so we had to scramble to find a team, and I took him down to a place more in LA, like the Valley. And they saw him once, and they're like, yeah, yeah. Does he want to pretend like he was in the league and just play on the team? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the team is absolutely ter- like it's the worst team that he's ever like. It's like two. They 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 won two games this weekend. But before that, they went two and twenty two. Like oh right, wow. Like it was just it was just brutal loss after brutal loss. And so he was getting pretty disillusioned. But the thing is, there's a place called Simi Valley, and Simi Valley is a little bit further out than me from LA, and it's where all the cops live. 
So anybody in the LAPD, anyone in the LA Sheriff's Department, a lot of them live in Simi Valley. And and so we started playing Simi Valley teams. For some reason, the tournaments that my son was playing with his team were Simi Valley teams. And I cannot describe to you how big of fucking dicks they are. And on top of that being victims while being dicks, it's the conservative Trumpian sort of thing that you run into where you're like, you're being the asshole. Why, why are you upset about this? You're being the dick right now. Yeah. And, and we went to tournament after tournament where I'll give you an example of what happened this weekend. So they have a kid who's cheating because they usually there's two umpires, but for, whatever reason there's one umpire and when there's one umpire this kid is known as a cheater all over simi valley right wow and and it's it's this is going to not make any sense to you but it's basically there's a guy pitching and he's left-handed yep and so he can look right at the runner on first base right and throw directly over there if he wants and so the it's hard for the for that guy to steal a base then because he's left-handed yep but when you go to pitch you have to your whole body has to move forward Right. If you go backwards at all, then you either have to throw to first base or step off the mound. Right. Because it deceives the runner. Yep. And it's not fair to the runner. Well, he had this little move that was super crazy where he just kind of moved his foot backwards a little bit so the umpire couldn't see it and then went forward. Right. And, and But what it would do is, or no, sorry, he would move forward a little bit and then go back. And so that made it, the runner think, oh, I'm okay. He's not going to throw over here. And then he would throw over there and get the runner out. Right. And so it, this, it's crazy. So the co- our coach immediately is like, this is happening and you can't see it to the umpire. And he goes, well, I, there's nothing I can do about it. Let's see. It. So he starts to record it on his phone. And the other coach is like, what are you fucking doing? You, you cannot record that. And the umpire's like, yeah, you can't record it. I mean, that's just too much. Yeah. So the coach turns around to me and he goes, hey, can you record it? And I go, yeah, I'll just go behind the fence and record it. Yeah. So I start recording it. And essentially we were recording it to show our kids this is what he's doing. Yeah. So watch out when you get over there. And then the umpire comes over. He's like, what are you doing? They go, I'm recording it for our kids. He goes, you can't do that. And they go, why can't I do that? I record my kid all the time. I put up videos online. He goes, because I said you can't. And he's like, yeah, but it's not a it's not a rule. Right. And he goes, just just uh and then he goes, oh, get out of the bullpen. Because I was in this place where pitchers practice. He goes, are you a coach? I go, no. And he goes, okay, get out of the bullpen. So I walk out of the bullpen and I start recording again. He goes, I said, you can't record. I go, why? And he goes, what are you, what are you recording for? I go, I don't, I'm not going to show you. I don't care about you. I'm going to show the kids. It's not. And he goes, he goes uh, if, you, if you record again, I'm going to throw you out. I'm like, they have a camera up on, the, on their fence. Yeah, they're, they're recording. recording the whole game. They're recording the whole game. And he's like, it's not the same thing. I'm like, I. And it turns out he knew the he knew the yeah the coaches and the other team. And so yeah. I go over and sit down and this woman goes, So we've known this team for about three years. And this kid cheats every time there's only one home home plate umpire. And and they do this and they get the other team upset and they get people thrown out. He's an ex cop. He got he got kicked off the LA Sheriff's Department because he beat up a twelve year old. They've been kicked out of three. They've been kicked out of three baseball leagues. Right. So they're just moving from place to place to play baseball. And so I go over and she goes, just don't, just don't, you don't. She goes, they're trying to bait you. Don't fall for it. And I go, okay. (laughs) So I show, I show the kids the video because I ended up getting them on video. I show it to the kids and they're like, okay, okay, okay. 
And they go over to our head coach and I go, hey, if anybody hasn't seen the video, just tell me I have it over there. And the coach of the other team hears me. He goes, what'd you say? Stop talking about the move. You stop talking about the move. You want to keep talking about the move? And I just look at him and I go, I said it really quietly. I go, hey, man, go fuck yourself. And he goes, this is what he did. Cursing. (laughs) Cursing. Puts his hands up, walking around, cursing. And I'm like, what in the fuck is happening? And the the umpire comes over and he goes, you're the problem, buddy. And I'm like, they're cheating. And he goes, well, you're the problem. And I'm like, the whole thing is that. Oh, my God. And I just I, I just walked away. That is every single tournament. It ha- uh, that's all that happens because they are. It's Simi Valley. They're all fucking cops, and they have this cop mentality. He fucking he fucking pushed me until yeah. I said something quietly, and I thinking no one would hear it. Yeah, I didn't think that he would then go into a giant screaming. He cursed. He's cursing over, and I was just like, "You're a fucking adult, man." Yeah, I quietly told you to fuck off. As is it's in the books you you should be allowed you should yeah. be allowed to do that yeah so it's <laughs> it's so fucking crazy to be a part of this and you're like am i the crazy i'm not the crazy one and then i talked to all these other parents on the other teams and they're like that happens all the time with this team wow all the fucking time and so i'm talking to this group of parents and they're about to play them next and they're also from simi valley and they're all like yeah, this team is the fucking worst. They cheat. They do all this shit. They try to get you thrown out. And I walk away from that team, and another parent goes, that team you were just talking to, they're from Simi Valley. They cheat. They're the fucking worst. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And I realized, oh, all (sighs) of these tournament teams, everybody else has has been drummed out. People don't want to play anymore. And it's just dicks. Yeah. It's just all it's that it's that it's that, you know, you're not a big sports guy. You're a little bit of a sports guy, but um, but it's that thing that people hate about sports. Oh, yeah. No, I know people who don't play sports. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The people who don't play sports. This is what they think. And it's exactly what it is. Yeah. And you want to be like, no, but there's a bunch of us who don't think that. But then you get caught up in it. and You're like, wait, what the fuck is happening right now? It's why I don't go to sport anymore. Like I watch it from right? home because I can just enjoy it the way I want to enjoy it, not yeah. with all that other shit that's going on around it. It's what ruined me with, you know, like I was a big AFL supporter, but over the years, uh, Australian rules football, uh, but over the years, watching the way it just got chipped at and then eventually with the, with the way that we treated, you know, Adam Goods, the uh, Aboriginal oh, footballer, yeah. you know, as you know, which is... And it just got to a point where I was like, I can't even sit in my flat and watch it on TV and enjoy it now. I've been infected yeah. by the experience. And, you know, that, that's why that's kind of why I follow all American sport now. I follow the basketball. I, I follow the okay. NFL and I barely watch it. But I like listening to podcasts about it because it's like I listen to man soap operas. <laughs> You know what's hilarious? I've started watching the NFL because I'm so fucking disgusted with all American sports. <laughs> now I'm watching. I watch the I watch the fucking Giants every week, and I'm like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> like, but I don't watch the NFL anymore, like you said, because of how they treated Kaepernick and everything else. Yeah, like, and and I've 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 been tuning out of uh, 
of Major League Baseball now because of the stuff they're doing, which is the same sort of bullshit. You're just like, I can't take any of this stuff. Like it's, and I'm sure at some point I'll be like, well, now fuck the AFL. Like you just, there's just, there's just, like just play the goddamn game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just play the sport. That's the best part. That's, that's um, so freaking hard. I'm, I'm addicted. To, I've been addicted for years now, like a long, long time, well over a decade. Uh, PTI with Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon, and that's how. Oh. And uh, just because old school journalists, you know. I think they're. I think they've got a really funny dynamic, yeah, and uh, really well informed. And I, you know, I agree with them. Like, also for a show that's on ESPN, I agree with them politically. Like, they're really oh. astute, and you know, they were very much uh, behind supporting Kaepernick and and stuff yeah. like that. And it's, uh, but just hearing them talk about stuff, you know, and, and they, they always get so angry and they're just talking about how, how owners are stupid and uh, <laughs> you just sit there going far out. It's, it's amazing how uh, everything just gets ruined. That's what everything yeah. comes down to. Everything that's great gets ruined. And, and it's, I mean, to me, it's just capitalism because the, it is the owners. The owners are fucking dumb and they don't understand why people love something. And they just create all these issues like, you know, the Kaepernick thing wouldn't have happened if you weren't fucking playing the goddamn national anthem before. Why are you playing the national anthem before a fucking game? Right. Like, there's so much fucking shit. You're just like, well, you invited this upon yourself. Don't make it political. You're playing the fucking national anthem, man. Yeah. And then and they go, let's not political. You go, I don't like it. No, So it is political. I'm and, actually one of those guys who doesn't dig it. Yeah. And it's not all. It's also not that longer tradition. No, it's not. It's so not at all. When they talk about it being traditional, it's like, what, 20 years, maybe? Yeah, I mean, they've been playing the National Anthem for a little bit longer than that. They started singing, um, I think, God Bless America during, yeah. or the Stars, one or the other, during the seventh inning stretch of baseball games. That was because of 9-11. Right. Before that, it was, you would sing Take Me After the Ball Game, which is yeah. just like a classical baseball song. But then they changed that, and, and it's just like, fuck all this, just... Just play the goddamn game. But then now they're the ones. But you made it political. And you're like, no, it was already. No, there, no, you... there jets, there's jets flying over the stadium. Yeah. It's, yeah that, that's, that's making it's, it political. It's political. Yeah. You know, when you have the soldier stand up, it came back from war and everyone cheers him. But then no one actually uh, gives him money to take care of his health issues and all that stuff. That's actually political, too. That's political, too. Yeah. yeah, it's all it's all political. It's just so fucking dumb. And the, and the capitalism side of it as well is, like, I saw uh, Boston Red Sox fans a couple of years ago, a couple of seasons ago, just being distraught because they'd drafted uh, the young fella, Mookie Betts, and then for financial reasons, they traded him yeah. to Los Angeles. And all these Boston fans are like, we, we were going to love this kid for 15 years. Like, we, oh, yeah, he, yeah. We were ready to go. This was going to be yeah. our guy. And... You just decided to save some coin on this guy, yeah. and then he goes to LA and wins a World Series. Well, he didn't really win a World Series, but we'll talk about that. Oh, hey, okay. It's not a World Series. You can't play fifty games. It's not a World Series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> a, hemif- a, a, a hemisphere series. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a great example of how fucked up everything is. Is like that guy is one of the, if not the premier baseball player. And yeah, you don't just get like who does that? Who gets rid of him? Yeah. It's so hard to be a fan in this day and age because so much of it is about economics and not about the game and it sucks. Yeah. And then, you know, in baseball, if, if a team, a team buys a bunch of players and halfway through the season, if they're not doing well, they sell them all. Yeah. 
And so you get attached to all these players and all of a sudden you're like, wait, what happened to the team I was watching? And they're like, oh, they knew they were going to win it. So now they're just going to suck for the rest of the year. <laughs> like, okay. Great. Like, okay. Great. Am I still meant to go? Well, what, what do yeah, I do? I with, know. What do I do with this jersey? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like in the basketball where the fellow at Philadelphia 76 has said, you know, we're going to be bad for four or five years. We're going to get as much draft equity uh, to build yeah. up this team so they're a contender. And you go, okay, fantastic. Yeah. Our season ticket's now going to be half price because you're putting out right? a shitty fucking, like, you know, it's like, Come, come and pay a hundred dollars to see me do stand up, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be playing around with some notes, and yeah. I'll just no, see what totally. happens. I'm gonna do my shit stuff for four years. Yeah, <laughs> and then in five years, I'm gonna do the best festival you'll ever see. But up until yeah. then, garbage, yeah. fucking garbage. Yeah, and you still have to. And then when when I'm good, you have to pay two hundred dollars for the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they don't care. They don't care about the game. They're just owners. They I mean, there's some guys who do Mark Cuban and stuff, but for the most part, they're just dick owners making money, a lot of money. I mean, the value of those teams goes up just insanely every year. And so they don't give a shit The 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 Red Sox are owned by a what do you call it? A a sports like a corporation. Uh, So they're going to you know, it's it's a business to them. They'll they you know, they cut employees when they need to and they hire other ones when they need to. And that's how they see it. And yeah. that's not what it, it's just all fucked. It's all just so fucked. Yeah. Well, uh, I should uh, let you go. I had so much uh, stuff to talk to you about, so I might uh, I might try and get you again soon. I've, oh God! I've, really? got, I've got something so tasty that oh, I wanted to, to talk to you about. What is it? Should Should we do a forward? Should we sell? go long? Well, are you what? okay with that? I'm fine. Yeah. So, yeah. I look. <laughs> this is something else I've been dying to chat to you about. So years ago, you and I had a really interesting conversation about Quentin Tarantino, and you are oh. a big okay. fan, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I went and saw, you know, when it first came out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and it was uh, – I enjoyed it while I was watching it, but I didn't know how I felt about it uh, at the end. And then there was a um, – took me a couple of days, and then I, I, I came around to really being into it and appreciating it because it was – I'd known that story for um, such a long time, you know, the, the Manson murders and Sharon Tate. And Mum was a Sharon Tate fan, so I'd known it, for you know, for probably about four decades. And yeah. I realised that – in the movie, there's a scene where Margot Robbie, as Sharon Tate, goes to the cinema to watch her film, and it's the real Sharon Tate in the film. It's with Dean Martin, and so she's watching herself, but it's the real actress. And I realised, I thought that was a moment of genius because it was the first time in 40 years that I thought of Sharon Tate as an actor and not a murder victim. And mm. I, I thought that was, I thought that was a really Big accomplishment. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. And then there was all this stuff about the Bruce Lee depiction. And what was that? So there's a scene where uh, Brad Pitt's character is remembering a moment on the set of a movie where Bruce Lee is, and Bruce Lee's talking about how tough he is. And then he and Brad Pitt have a sparring match, and you know, you know, they kind of break even. Like Pitt, okay, and it kind of shows you how tough Brad Pitt is. You know, his character is anyway. Yeah, and I was talking to my mum, who was a big Bruce Lee fan. She just had real issues with it, and I was saying, yeah, but I don't, I don't think 
it actually happened. I think within the context of the movie, I think this is how Pitt's character is remembering it. I, I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a strong narrator, a, a reliable narrator. And uh-huh. Mum's like, yeah, but people are idiots. Yes. And they'll think this is the real Bruce Lee. You, you would love my mum. The two of you would fucking just sit there and it would be out. Who, who, who can call someone an idiot the quickest? Um, but anyway, and so, and it kind of bummed me out because I knew that she was correct. And then recently Tarantino in an interview, uh, the the person who was hosting the podcast said, you know, I've always seen that as Pitt's character, that's how he remembered it, but, you know, it's not something that happened. And Tarantino, within the context of the movie, said, no, 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 that's what happened. And I was like, motherfucker. So Bruce Lee's mum, uh, mum, Bruce Lee's daughter has come out and been really upset with the depiction of him. And he's just pushed back saying, hey, I'm fine with her being angry at me, but these are reports from everyone else and this is how he used to carry on. And everyone said, no, no. <laughs> That hasn't, no, that's not true at all. And anyway, I don't necessarily have a question for you. I just kind of wanted to tell you that because we'd had such a full on conversation. And then this one movie that I had to think my way through and came to quite a high conclusion of has just crumbled the more he talks. And it's like, oh, I think, I think, I think maybe I've attributed in this film a little bit more nuance than you actually have. So you're right. That's what I'm saying, Dave. You were well, right. Well, I mean, yeah. So Quentin Tarantino, his only education is watching films. I mean, that's how he comes across to me. Like, I thought it was fine that he killed Hitler. Yep. You know, cool. That's like, but everybody knows that what happened with Hitler. Yeah, he, the weird thing about it is he's such a pop you know, he's so into the pop culture and all that shit and, and so into old stuff. Why would he do that to one of the greats? Right. Like why? And, and, and the greats in, in the genre that he loves, like, go, yeah, that's fucking Bruce Lee. You don't, you don't have to fuck with Bruce Lee. Like it's Bruce Lee. Yeah. He didn't last very long. He has an amazing reputation. He did amazing things for, you know, you know, the, the Green Hornet getting Asian actor yeah. onto TV, like really impressive shit. And yeah. why? But he, he honestly probably believes it because he he exists in a world that's not real. I mean, these people in Hollywood live in these worlds and, and they talk to each other and there's no other <laughs> there's no other voices coming in. Yeah. I can destroy Quentin Tarantino for you right now. Like like I'm I here. Destroy- I can destroy him forever so that you want to watch another one of his films. Hang on a sec. Well, I've still, like, I do love Brad Pitt and I've still got Moneyball. Is that- I love Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, I, he, loved, he loved me on Marin. He, he said that several times. He's oh, yeah. Okay. Fan. All right. Great. I love Brad Pitt. All I know about Brad Pitt, I know people have hung out and he likes to smoke pot and hang out. Yeah. Oh, no. What a terrible guy. <laughs> that's, uh, that's exactly what I want to hear. Money Moneyball is my, um, it's my, you know, when you just, had a bit I've of enough. Seen Moneyball. Oh, uh, you haven't. Uh, I well, haven't seen look, I don't know. You, you know what the movie's about, don't you? That's the. Yeah, but I, the ha- I hate Aaron Sorkin so much. Right. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Uh, I feel like uh, it's pretty um, watered down. Okay. Sorkin. I don't like I don't, the Facebook movie was pretty was pretty un unsorkin. Um, yes, I, I feel like it's more in that 
kind okay. of way than a. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know the, the you know it's it's very idealistic and it's Pip playing Billy Bean and you know it's and I didn't know the story as well so by the time you know when you when you're reading about the Moneyball ideal working and yeah. you see them on that win streak and mm-hmm. in your head you know how movies work yeah so you sit there and you're watching it and then you get to the end and you go what. <laughs> Like, yeah, money, Moneyball doesn't is not no it's not it's okay it's a good idea it's not yeah but it's fascinating yeah it is fascinating um okay i'm gonna ruin anybody who wants to ever enjoy anything quentin tarantino made again should turn off this podcast now right now it's the yep all right we're giving you an opportunity to turn off now so <laughs> had dinner with a gentleman and uh, I'm going to say allegedly. This is an allegedly story. Oh, okay. Allegedly a gentleman? Uh, you know, for legal reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was Harvey Weinstein's birthday. Right. Oh. And uh, this guy I was having dinner with went to the Chateau, Chateau Marmont with, he's, he's, having, he's having whatever, a, a night out with Quentin or whatever, him and a couple other guys. And Quentin's like, it's Harvey's birthday. Let's go to the Chateau. Uh, okay. Yeah, cool. Um, they go to the Chateau and there's a, uh, this seating area, it's like outside and there, and there's the people are seated in like an oval shape and Harvey Weinstein is like at the, the head of the oval as it were with a naked woman sitting next to him and they sit down and Harvey is just fingering her. As everybody talks about movies and other things for whatever hour or so. And everybody in that oval acted like it was normal because it was obviously something they'd seen before. Right. Wow. That's, um, that's Caligula shit. Yeah. That's, Makes you wonder. <sighs> makes you wonder what else he knew. Yeah. If you accept, like, because your reaction to that is, like, that's your fucking dead cat. What are you doing? Yeah, man. That's uh That's that's a we don't we don't go to that birthday party, or hey, sorry, I have never seen that before. Should we like go somewhere real and fucking normal? And, you know, knowing what we know about Harvey, was this uh, someone who wanted to do that or did she think she'd get put in a movie? Right. Oh, man. Fucking hell. What a gross world also, we live in. Also, would, would Harvey do that to someone who wanted it? Don't right. think he would. Well, it didn't seem like that's uh, and something that And it was never appealed. even, it was, it was like she was a lamp. Like, no, Quentin did not say, oh, this is weird. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. <sighs> so there you go, man. Well, that's two reasons now not to watch the <laughs> rewatch the movie. <laughs> the third is uh, my mum was a big Steve McQueen fan and they had the actor Damien Lewis play uh, Steve McQueen and uh, mum is not into that actor. And I have to admit that was genuinely one of the funniest moments I've had 
was ringing her to tell her. <laughs> who, play, who played? Uh, uh, the English actor that was in Homeland. Uh, Do you know him? No. Anyway. Oh, Mum, oh, red hair. Yeah. Yeah. Mum's okay. not a fan. And then he was playing really? her favorite her <laughs> her favorite actor when she was growing up, and it was like, you know, when you see some news and you're like, well, it's probably best if I tell her because then at least I can control the situation when she's getting furious about <laughs> it. Because if I if I wait for her to discover it, then she might call it a really awkward time for me when I'm trying to get some shit done, and I'm going to have to really settle in for this conversation anyway. He doesn't look like Steve McQueen. Yeah, well, you you, you were still winning over my mum with those with every comment that you make. <laughs> you know what though? Like Steve McQueen is one of those people that I wouldn't know how to cast because he had a thing that so few people have. Like Steve McQueen was just fucking awesome. From did they did they do the thing where he got mugged that night and? Went and looked for the guy who mugged him. Is that part of the? No, movie? no, he's barely he's barely in the film. It's a because that's brief the moment. best story of that. Night. I don't know that story. Steve McQueen was supposed to be at the house. Yes, I knew that. Yeah, he got like jumped in an alley, right in Hollywood, and he drove home and got his gun and spent the rest of the night driving through Hollywood looking for the guys. Right. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. So when you say I, I wouldn't know how to, uh, you know, cast Steve McQueen, it's like, what actor now would do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a, there's just this um, this raw masculinity to him. You know, he had that awful upbringing, and uh, you know, yeah, it, it's it's kind of it's it's a different type of guy, isn't it? And yet, and yet likable, like that's the crazy thing, right? He's got that thing that, you know, usually that's like, ugh, okay. But he's like John, John Wayne is a guy that I just never fucking liked. He's got that yeah, stupid masculinity thing. Yeah. But McQueen is a fucking man and he's likable and you're like, hey, he's not going to hurt me. Like, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. just seems like, a, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, you, you've heard the uh, Steven Spielberg story about when he pitched uh-uh. uh, Close Encounters to him. So uh-uh. he really wanted him to be in the film and... Uh, you know, Spielberg's this young Jewish boy, in his own words, going out and McQueen takes him out drinking. <laughs> so Steven Spielberg's trying to keep up with him. And uh, <laughs> they're out, they go bar hopping and then there's a brawl and Steve McQueen stops it. <laughs> and then they yeah. finally get around to talking about the movie and Spielberg is sloshed. And uh, McQueen says, this this script is great, but I'm not going to do it. And Spielberg's like, why? And he's like, well, because there's a scene in the movie where the character you want me to play cries and I'm just... I just can't act that. And Spielberg's, Spielberg's like, I'll take it out. I'll take it out. And, and McQueen's going, no, 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 no. It's a great scene. It's an important scene. But I just can't do it. <laughs> I love that so much. But, you know, Steve McQueen has that bit in, like, you know, the uh, with Bullet, how he just went through the script and he just took out all the lines that he didn't want to say. And, yeah. you know, that's how we almost get that modern kind of action hero. But there's that great scene where I forget the actor, but it's I think it's uh, one of the high police chiefs. And it's just a scene with McQueen, uh, a, a black doctor and this awful guy. And he's being really racist uh to the doctor and if you watch Steve McQueen in the scene he doesn't say a word but you watch 
his eyes and the way he's looking at the doctor and he's looking at this guy and etc and then when he looks at the doctor and kind of gives him a nod you go he fucking hates this dude. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's just, he's just backed him all the way through and he hasn't said one word, but I know exactly that he's looking at the doctor guy. this guy's an arsehole. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good actor. Yeah. God damn, what a fucking loss that guy was. Yeah. Yeah, Bullet. Uh, I've been thinking of um, on the podcast doing uh, like the top five Steve McQueen movies, going back, watching oh. The Great Escape, Magnificent Seven, Bullet, yeah. Thomas Crown Affair. Like They're all just they're amazing all films. They're great. Did you like The Getaway? Uh, I've only ever seen The Getaway once. And funnily enough, I have it on DVD. And it's, uh, it's one of those films. You know when DVDs first were sort of... Not when they first came out, but when they first started going on sale, like when there was finally too many of them. And I would do things like buy, oh, The Getaway. I haven't seen that in a long time. And then you have it for ages. Like the other day, I just finally opened I reckon I've had this DVD for maybe 10, 12 years, but I finally, on Sunday night, opened up The French Connection and watched it. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) Have you ever seen it before? Uh, Like long time ago a long 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 time ago and it is i mean what the a fact movie. That, that the fact that 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 chase underneath the the l train that it's a real that they didn't block off streets that yeah. they just is the craziest thing in all of movies oh my god it's insane and it's uh i was reading how friedkin had seen a, a french film uh, where they had filmed it like a documentary and because he'd worked in documentaries uh, he was like oh i'm going to apply that to this film and that's it's kind of like the camera's not like they're going into the shot rather than the shot following yeah. and uh, and gene hackman's character is like what a awful mesmerizing character <laughs> like yeah. you just yeah. you can't stop watching him even though he is terrible and yeah he really is <laughs> yeah and Roy Scheider is um you know there's just little moments where Roy Scheider's laughing and you're going I reckon you are laughing I don't reckon this is acting I reckon you you are laughing at the stuff that Hackman is doing yeah but it was and a crazy ending as well like it, oh, yeah. we, we really don't like dealing in ambiguity anymore do we like that film no. just kind of finishes and it's well what do you think happened and now everything kind of gets spilled out and as soon as something ambiguous comes along people are railing against it well do you remember how the sopranos ended the people yeah. lost their goddamn minds and i yeah. was like that's great right that's great cool you don't need you don't need to see if he got shot in the head or whatever all good yeah get your own you get your own thing yeah you, you don't need to do that yeah i i remember the um damon lindelof and uh, carlton cues who were just working towards the ending of lost and they watched the ending of the sopranos i thought well, that was a masterpiece and then they saw the reaction to it online the next day and they were like we are fucked we are fucked. <laughs> we are dead in the water if they thought that moment of brilliance was awful I tell you what, though, I'm looking yeah. forward to the prequel movie. I know it's supposed to be. I hear. I hear it's supposed to be good. Yeah, yeah. It got me really excited, and uh, you know, you always, um, you know, it's tricky. Like I thought, the did you watch the Deadwood movie that they made? Yeah. And I was like, you know, you go into it going, ah, yeah. and, and then I was like, oh no, that I found that quite moving. I thought they did a really good job yeah. tying it all up. 
And I actually took like three months to watch it. I was like, oh, God, do I really want to watch this? I just feel like it's going to be. But it was good. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so tricky going back to that stuff. You know, it's like when you catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah, like, man. You know? Especially... Like- Especially you get older as a writer and uh, do you still have what you had back then? What are you yeah. going to bring to it? Like it's, it's a, t- it's a touchy thing. It really is. Is there hey, any, have you, have you uh, watched, um, God, what's it called? Warriors on, um, damn, is it called warriors on HBO? Oh God. How do I say, what do you guys get down there? Do you get HBO? We get HBO, but it's through, you know, it's, <laughs> it's through, uh, the Murdoch owned, um, Foxtel and Binge. So I haven't seen okay. Warriors. I haven't even heard of okay. Warriors. It's, a, it's just called Warrior. Um, oh, God. Mm, I mean, Bruce Lee would be so happy. Oh, really? It's, right. It's fucking great. And I think it's based on a Bruce Lee um, script. Okay. It's, I, 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 it's like my favorite thing I've watched in a long time. Right. And they had it on for two seasons and they canceled it. And it's the number one watch show on HBO. So that's the reason I bring it up is because it's like three years later and they're getting the cast back together. Oh, right. Which is really, really hard to do because everyone yeah. goes off and does their project, but they're, yeah. they're going to bring it back. It's, it's, I mean, if you love, if you like fighting, and you know drama and stuff but the action scenes are just spectacular it's it's a dude show i mean it's made for it's made for men who like to watch men punch other men it's a it's a a fight thing it's a bruce lee thing yeah it's fantastic and it's history it's 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 old tiny san francisco it's really great okay oh right so it's a uh what what is it 70s or something or oh no it's uh it's uh like 1840s Oh, right, right, right. Far out. I haven't even heard of this one. That's it's so funny, isn't it, with all the different streaming services. Once upon a time, even if you didn't watch a TV show, you still kind of knew what was going on in it. And now it's like people mention things and you go, oh, I've never even heard of this before. Yeah, all the time. People tell me stuff. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, it's been on for three years. What do you mean it's been on for three years? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. What about Ted Lasso? Has Ted Lasso appealed to you? Because you're a Premier League guy. I know. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it. It's one of those things I'm just hesitant. Can, can I, don't I know why? So I, giving absolutely nothing away, I was hesitant as well because the way everyone describes it, it sounded borderline fucking Forrest Gump. You know, it yes. was like, yes, and, yes. Yeah, and I was just so, uh, but I had enough friends who said that they really loved it. So I watched the first episode and there are, in the in-house logic of that story, there are two things that they do and uh, two decisions that they make for uh, two of the main characters that give the series impetus. And they're really smart and suddenly it's not just like because it kind of reads and it kind of sounds a bit like imagine an american coach trying to coach soccer yeah. but yes but within the the story there's a logic to why it's happening on two accounts and therefore you go okay well well i've bought into it and the the main character is he's upbeat and he's daggy and he's a bit of a nerd but he's got some steel to him. So he's not, he's not stupid when people right. are being cruel to him. He knows it. 
Like he knows right. it's not like he's being oblivious to it. He's just absorbing it because that's who he is. And he'll work his way through to finding a positive outcome on it. And yeah. that's what makes it take that level up. And that's why I really enjoyed it. But w- right. when you're hearing words like, oh, it's feel good and it's just, you know, positive and you go, I'm going to kill myself, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it feels very, when I hear it, I, I uh, uh, there's a, there's an, um, I, I get worried about American exceptionalism when I, yeah. You know, which is a big problem for me. I hate when, um, hey, the Americans here. Uh, that's whatever. It sounds like that's not an issue. No, 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 no. That's if anything, that is. It's almost the inverse of that. And you yeah. know, it gets. It also gets the English sense of humor bang on. Even oh, the good. approach, even the way they swear. You know, sometimes yeah. when <laughs> other cultures try to make you know, the opposite culture swear or something. And that's always the moment where you go, they never say that word or, you know, or, you know, throwing in a crikey for Australians. And it's like, not many people actually say crikey, mate, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, but the, uh, everything is really well put together. And I was genuinely went in with the cynical pants on going, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see this. And then at the end went, Oh, that is actually delightful. And I am happy that I'm watching this. (laughs) All right. I'll watch it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you go. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, catching up with me. (laughs) It's, uh, you know, it's a crazy world out there, but thank goodness you're there. (laughs) It makes, makes me feel a little bit more sane. I really appreciate it. Hopefully you're still coming down, right? Is the tour still happening? Maybe. I mean, if COVID spreads, it's not. Yeah. Right? Right. Well, fucking, hey, protesters, I want to catch up with my friends. So fucking stay indoors. Yes, please. Please. I'm vaccinated. Yeah. Gareth definitely would be vaccinated. Jose wouldn't let him. (laughs) No, not at all. <laughs> All right, thanks, mate. All right, thank you. Thank you to Dave Anthony for being a part of the podcast today. You can find him at The Dollop with Gareth Reynolds. So if for some reason you haven't heard that podcast before, I'm I'm guessing if you know me, you would definitely have heard that. But In the off chance that you haven't, please check it out. It is brilliant and really worth your time. Uh, A big thank you to you as well for dropping by and hanging out with us. If you're enjoying our work here, please leave a top review on Apple Podcasts or even better, a recommendation to anyone you think is in our wheelhouse and would like to be a part of everything. That's kind of the best way to go. I always listen more when someone makes a suggestion. So if you would like to do that, uh, thank you very much. Remember, you can join our Facebook page. There's an open one that just lets you know when a podcast is out, or you can join our private page. And if you want to find me elsewhere, you can find me at Instagram, at Justin Hamilton Comedian, or Twitter, at Justin Hamilton underscore. Let's finish today's episode with a quote from the late actor Steve McQueen. When a horse learns to buy martinis, then I'll learn to like horses. <laughs> Until then.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.